Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Brayden, and today's episode is going to be a little bit of a shorter one to get us started. Uh, but today we are going over the wonderful world of cameras and how they work. Um, so without further ado, let's get right into it. Cameras work um, based off of three things, and if anybody listening is into photography, you will know that these three things are shutter speed, aperture, and ISO. Now there's lots of other physical components to the camera that allow it to capture a photo that we will also go over, Uh, but for now we're going to talk about the three main things that influence the final image that you get. The first of that being shutter speed. Shutter speed is what determines, and it kind of says it in the name, but how fast you are taking the picture at. If you notice on your camera, the shutter speeds are listed anywhere from, and it depends on your camera, of course, but anywhere from, you know, one 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 four thousandth of a second all the way up to um, maybe 10 seconds or bulb. And so all of these will determine your final image, right? So if you're taking a picture of um, a bird and you want to capture it in like your freezing time, in that point, that's where you want to have a high shutter speed so you can make sure you can capture it in focus perfectly. On the other hand, if you are like me and like to take landscape photos, one thing that is really cool that you can do is actually use a low shutter speed. And what this does is, especially if there's water or moving water, particularly in your photographs, what will happen is that will be blurred and it will look very cool. So there's lots of different techniques that you can change the shutter speed with in order to achieve different results. Um, but you also have to be aware because changing the shutter speed also changes the exposure of the picture. The exposure of the picture is how bright or dark it is. And so you don't want your photo to be too dark. You don't want your photo to be too bright. That's usually why there's a meter in your camera. And that will kind of help guide you to, um, photos that might be a little too overexposed might help guide you down to bring them back into exposure or vice versa. Okay, so now that shutter speed's out of the way, we can talk about aperture. Now, aperture is something that is quite interesting, and it's what happens um, with the focal... uh, What's the term for this? It's like what happens when um, you're taking a picture and what's in the focal... um, range, I I guess. What's the focal range would be a good way to put it. So if you ever have been watching uh, YouTube videos, I'm sure it's all of you, um, or you've seen maybe photos, sports photos, or any type of photos where the background is extremely blurred, that is due to aperture. So that would be called a uh, open aperture, a very high aperture and it's a little like backwards but the way you want to think about it is um, the smaller the number the larger the opening of the lens in the camera which means the 
the the more light gets let in and the less is in focus. It's a little confusing to remember, but once you get it down, it's very straightforward. The opposite of that would be a low aperture, which is a high number. I don't know who made this system, but it's really fun. Um, so low aperture is a high number, which means more things are in focus. So that's usually what you see in your landscape photos, where almost every single detail is uh, in focus, and it's you can just spend your time wandering around the photo and observing everything in it. The other thing to know about aperture is just like shutter speed, this also affects uh, the exposure of the picture. And um, so it's kind of like a balance game. Um, all photography is really is two things combined. It's composition and it is balancing the technical aspects of shutter speed, aperture, and ISO. Uh, which takes us into the third thing, which is ISO. Now, ISO is a little less technical, um, but the main things you you really need to know about it are that it is an artificial light that the actual camera is working to produce in order to brighten up your photo. So, for example, if you're in the nighttime and you want to uh, get an exposure of the nighttime sky, so you set your shutter speed long to capture that light. You set your aperture um, real bright to uh, real open in order to counteract and try to get the exposure, but you're still not there. You can adjust something called ISO. And this ISO will brighten up or darken your photo. However, there are consequences. There's always consequences to different choices that you take in photography. The consequences in this case are that noise is introduced. Now, we all know what noise is, um, but if you need a quick reference guide, look up um, noisy photos on your internet browser or things like that. You will see that noise is uh, when the, the camera is struggling to pick up like the information in the photo. And so there's a lot of like grain and unwanted things if you're trying to take a sharp photo. And so that's usually why photographers try to keep it their best and to keep their ISO all the way down at the lowest setting. But unfortunately, there's a lot of scenarios where we have to bump it up. Um, depending on your camera, this really affects, you know, how clear the final photo is. I know on my camera, if I get up to 800 ISO, it starts getting noisy, but on lots of nicer standard cameras, 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 cameras nowadays, there are um, some great ISO um, availabilities, if you want to call it that. I know a couple of the newer cameras go all the way up to 1600 ISO without significant noise increase. So it really does depend on the type of camera that you have or don't have because this video, this podcast is just about how cameras work. But if you do have a camera, be aware of that. Um, now that the three kind of technical aspects of the camera are out of the way, we can talk about how the camera actually takes a picture. The way the camera works broadly is light enters the camera through the lens 
and it hits a sensor. Um, and this sensor, basically, um, in electric cameras nowadays, DSLRs, um, it sends a, it kind of encodes the image on a SD card that is in the camera. Um, this is pretty insane. The way it used to work with film cameras is you would, light would come into the camera um, as you were taking the picture, and it would hit a strip of film for a certain amount of time. Um, hopefully you exposed it, right? Because you don't get the check, <laughs> check afterwards. And you would take it into the dark room after your whole roll is done and take it all out in complete darkness. And then after that, you would kind of process it and then turn it into a image using a, um, what's the name? I'm forgetting the name. Enlarger. There you go. Um, but with digital cameras, it's much more um, straightforward with technology. The light hits the sensor, and the sensor sends sort of the image data to the SD card where the image is kept until you put it on your computer and do stuff with it. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much how the camera works. It's very basic. Um, yeah. Some other aspects that you might see on cameras are the flash. Um, all the flash is really there to do is provide a light source, but um, it's you're pretty good staying clear of not using flash and just trying to use your ISO or an external light that you find, even just like a flashlight, because the built-in flashes in cameras are garbage. So yeah, don't use them. Uh, other things you might find on your camera are a bunch of uh, random modes and settings. On cameras, typically, there are a couple of settings like um, AP, which is aperture priority. They might have different letters to symbolize it, but they will have these settings, aperture priority, shutter priority, and then P, which is where the camera does all the work for you, and all you have to do is click the button, but then... Where is the fun in taking photos if you don't even get to look determine what your photos look like? So if you're really serious about kind of taking good, better photos, um, always stick a manual. Just try to learn manual because that like after a couple of photos and, you know, like a week or two, it will be pretty straightforward to you, even though it seems daunting. Trust me. Cameras also come in a variety of different um, file formats that you can take. The most common one being JPEG, which is pretty much all the images you see on the internet besides like PNGs and things like that. But cameras have a wide variety, well depending on the camera, have a wide variety of different types of file formats. And one of those, the most important, being RAW. Now what RAW does is it kind of inside the camera it kind of scales down your saturation so that's your coloring and it kind of like makes everything a little bit more dull again in order to capture more detail which is kind of like photography is always a balance as lots of people say so you have to balance out that but the great thing about raw is it's very easy to upload it into any photo editing software 
um, if you need free one, Adobe Lightroom is the best you could ever possibly use that's free, in my opinion. Um, you upload that right there, and you can just bring all that color and detail right back. Well, not detail because it's getting all the detail, but you can bring all the color and saturation and everything that was lost in that photo, and it will be pretty good looking. So that's one kind of pro tip, I guess you could call it, is shooting raw as much as you can, despite about the problems like opening files on your computer and everything. Just shooting raw. Um, upload it into Adobe Lightroom. Export it as a JPEG when you're done. Bam, you got a great photo. And I'm trying to think, is there anything else? And I don't think there really is in basic terms. Yeah, DSLR cameras are, despite being a little terrifying for newer photographers, is really not awful. Uh, so yeah, we covered pretty much everything about DSLR cameras. And so that is going to wrap up the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Again, this is just a short little snippet. I don't know what we'll call these, but we'll have these maybe like once every month or so. And yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoy the podcast. If you did, um, maybe just uh, leave a review on Spotify or wherever this is going out. And yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I will see you guys in the next podcast.